We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. That's dude is Ryan Roberts. I'm Brian Driscoll, and we are ready to talk some two some quarterback Ryan. So you know I'm fired up, man. But in today's show, we're going to kind of break down the 2025 quarterback board, just kind of talk about the latest about what we know, dive into some film of some of the top 2025, 20, excuse me, the top players in 2025. And where things stand, obviously, we've had some of these kids have been on campus. Notre Dame has been down to see a lot of quarterbacks. Gino Gadouli has been out and about, man, seeing a lot of 2025 quarterbacks. We expect the board to expand over the next couple months if they don't land a commitment. And right now, we don't don't believe that a commitment is, is imminent from a 2025 quarterback. One 2025 quarterback is off the board, not just off the Notre Dame board, but off of the 2025 board, that being Cutter Bowley, who committed to Kentucky this week and also announced his intention to reclassify to the 2024 class. Big pickup for Kentucky. Guy that was very high on Notre Dame early. Notre Dame had other guys that were priorities, and so he has uh, moved on and he has chosen Kentucky, Ryan. But look, a couple things are, are really important here, Ryan. Number one is it's a very important year for Notre Dame when it comes to quarterback recruiting, and this is our first chance to kind of see what Gino Gadouli has to offer as a recruiter of quarterbacks. And number two, this is an absolutely loaded quarterback class already, and Notre Dame has certainly gotten in on some, some very important players. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, and, and the due diligence, I think, is the biggest part that you start, start with, right, is that you've seen it. And if you're on the message board at boards that I was you should go there because I know Brian has been consistently giving you guys a legitimate heads up as far as where, where Gino Gadouli has been traveling every, every day during this open period, obviously of coaches being on the road, but also if you're just on the, if you're just on the regular website at irishbreakdown.com, he's been putting out every morning coaches on the road over the last couple of weeks. So Gino Gadouli is one of those guys where he had a board to work with already when he was first brought on to Notre Dame, but he has been doing his due diligence to say the least. I mean, he's been out in California. He's been in the South. He's been everywhere in between, obviously, at this point. So taking a look at some of the top 2025 quarterbacks that are not only on the board, but also guys that maybe could potentially be added to the board. I mean, we had a nice little note on a player that is from very familiar territory to Notre Dame in the 2023 class in Preston Zinter's high school that they just went out to take a look at a quarterback or went to the school of a quarterback, I should say, and to kind of see him work out a little bit. So Gino Gadulli is doing his due diligence on the trail. There's no question about it. He's been really kind of going back and forth and place to place and Doing the travels, because I, I think the one part that we miss about the evaluation process sometimes is that, yes, we watch the film and we get excited, whether you're watching the huddle highlights or whether you're watching some legitimate game film or whether you're watching just some playbacks to games on YouTube. You can see a lot of the things that get you super excited about, you know, the size, the arm strength, the athleticism, all those great components. But Gino has really taken it a a it's an emphasis on his recruiting process right now is I want to see these guys in person, right? I want to see them throw. I want to talk to their coaches. I want to see what that makes them tick because that really shows how much a development and how much upside a quarterback has. Cause it's much more than just a physically physical position. There's a lot of mental fortitude and, and things that need to go into the conversation there, football IQ conversation. So we have seen, Gino know, character. Yes. Character, too. I mean, that's another important part is you need to make sure you're getting a guy that's going to represent your university well. And that's more as a, that's I would say is as important, if not more so a quarterback than any other position in football, yeah. to be completely honest with you. Yeah, because I mean, the leadership intangibles are something that is is the necessity for the quarterback position. So Gino's doing his due diligence. Coach Caduli is doing his due diligence, seeing a lot of talented kids. And to your point, Brian, after getting Kenny Minchie and having CJ Carr already committed in the 2024 class, Notre Dame's quarterback room in general is trending upwards over the last couple of oh, yeah. You need to make sure that that continues and you continue and you find the right guy to fit into that group. Cause not every kid, even if they're the most supreme talent of all time is going to be the right fit into a quarterback room. Yeah. And I think that that's what Gino coach Caduli, I should say is trying to find in 2025. And that's the interesting thing too, about it, Ryan is he's still new to Notre Dame. So how quickly can he quick can he figure out okay what makes Notre Dame different and how does it impact who I am or I'm not recruiting to Notre Dame? That's always an important piece of it too. I would say that his relationship with Marcus Freeman is going to help him expedite that process a little bit, but that's always something every coach who's never been at Notre Dame before has to understand is you may have been able to recruit this type of guy at 
Cincinnati or Wisconsin, but you can't always recruit those same kind of guys at Notre Dame for a host of reasons. And so that part's going to always make for an interesting, interesting conversation. But man, he is not short on talented signal callers in this class, Ryan. I mean, it is, it is wild. It's like every time we hear about a a kid looking at Notre Dame, you're like, oh, wow, another quarterback. Oh, this is going to be a a backup option. You know, probably, probably won't be as excited about this guy as I am other kids in the class. And then you pop in the film and you're like, well, I was wrong. This guy can play. And, you know, we, we've seen Notre Dame get on the road and, and see a lot of quarterbacks. As I said before, the board's likely going to expand, barring an, a, 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 a commitment in the next month or so, which we don't anticipate. But uh, it's going to be, it's, it's coming because they went out and saw a lot of guys. I mean, it was like two days, I think Coach Caduli spent on the road looking at 24 and 25 quarterbacks. They've already offered some 26 quarterbacks. Julian Lewis is a kid yeah. that's offered recently who's a really talented kid in the uh, the 2025 class. There's a couple other new names on the board that you and I are going to talk about today. Guys that don't have offers, but guys that that Notre Dame is in on, that Coach Goduli has been out and seen that are kids. I honestly, to be completely straight honest with folks, and, and, and yes, that is an expression. Doesn't mean I'm lying to you other times. It just means in this instance, I'm trying to stress the importance of this comment. A couple kids I'd never heard of before. Yeah, I got word of today that, you know, guys that I should keep an eye on. And then I go out and watch them play, and you're like, dang it, these kids can play too? Like, you got to be kidding me. This is a really loaded quarterback class, right? And I am very excited to watch it develop. But the thing that's nice about it too is when it's a deep class, it it's like last year with Kenny Minchie. Yeah. Kenny Minchie's maybe like the eighth to tenth best quarterback in last year's class. But to me, he's still a top 100 guy. And he was a top 200 guy by m- almost everybody. But to me, he was a top. He had a top hundred caliber grade, and he's like the eighth to tenth best quarterback in the class. When you have a loaded class like that, it helps. It helps widen the margins for error. You, it's not a situation where if you miss out on on guy A, you're in trouble. For example, if Notre Dame would have missed out on CJ Carr in the 2024 class, it's not as deep of a class. Now it's a solid quarterback class. Don't get me wrong. There's some good players out there, but it's not nearly as high level or as deep as last year's class, in my opinion, at quarterback. 2025 will be Ryan. It is an absolutely loaded quarterback class yep. and Notre Dame is, is doing their due diligence. And the thing I like about the strategy, even though they're in a good place with a couple really good quarterbacks, they're not taking it for granted and they're still scouring the nation for other quarterbacks. I think that's a very smart strategy as well. And we're seeing that from this staff in a lot of positions where I, I actually like where Notre Dame is at, like with Kedron Young right now. But until he commits, they're out there offering new guys. They're going down and seeing Nathaniel Palmer. They're offering Xavier, Xavier Robinson. They've been out to see him twice this spring. That's smart recruiting. I mean, that's what you want so. to staff. Don't stop recruiting until you're till you need till you have the reason to do so. And they're certainly doing that in quarterbacks in 2025, Ryan. Well, I I think that a big point too, Brian, is that we talked about. I remember when the whole Dante Moore situation happened in 2023. You remember after the aftermath of that was that Notre Dame had to quickly expand the board they had to figure out who their target list was they had and Kenny Minchie was a very fortunate circumstance that happened to Notre Dame obviously to get him in the class but that was one of the situations where you had kind of focused all your eyes on one guy it was Dante Moore it was Dante Moore it was Dante Moore you drop some guys you stop recruiting others and then you get into a little bit of a troubling situation at the end there I think that you're seeing right now for quarterback recruiting in 2025 especially and across the class I would agree with there is that Notre Dame has several guys that they really like in 2024. This, I mean, 2025, excuse me. There's not just one guy. You know 
that there's obviously only going to be one quarterback in 2025, barring something crazy happening, but you are doing your due diligence and you are keeping the conversations open with a bunch of talented quarterbacks. I mean, I feel like every quarterback in this class outside of like KJ Lacey is six, three plus like they're all just massively talented kids. So yeah, I'd like, I like the, I like the, the operation aspect of it for Notre Dame, as far as how they are operating behind the scenes to recruit 2025 quarterbacks and I also think that you're really pulling from a really talented group. So no, no, uh, nope, no complaints for me yet, man. I, I think Notre Dame's doing a tremendous job for recruiting in 2025. Last piece too, Ryan, is there is they're being very open about the style of play. They're, it's very clear. Again, not a criticism, just an observation. Tommy Reese usually preferred a certain type of quarterback. Now he didn't mind a guy that was mobile. CJ Carr's mobile, but CJ Carr is a pocket quarterback that also happens to be athletic. Whereas, you know, Notre Dame assigned dual threat guys. You look at this board, and there are guys like CJ Carr that are mobile, athletic pocket passers. There are guys that are more pure pocket passers. The kid that, that they went out and saw from Massachusetts, we'll talk about Blake Aber. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Could be Hebert. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but the only person I know whose name is that way is Aber. So we're going to go there. But, you know, he's a different type of kid. He's not a bad athlete at all, but he's a pocket passer and then there's guys that are more true dual threats you know guys that are very mobile we'll talk about a kid uh, from Oklahoma that Notre Dame is 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 keeping an eye on that's a very very much a dual threat quarterback a run throw guy that that honestly looks more like Avery Johnson than he does CJ Carr so uh, I do like that too Ryan is they're they're open-minded to the style of quarterback that they're going to go get they want a talented player and then they can they can sort of adapt the offense to fit him and yes. I think when you're going to run an offense that utilizes RPOs a lot more, that gives you some flexibility with the type of quarterback you're going to bring in because you can always alter your read concepts in order to, to fit a guy who may be more of a pure runner. You can you can adapt to a Tyler Buckner if you need to, right? And and then be completely fine going with a Kenny Minchie the next year because Kenny Minchie and Tyler Buckner are very different players. Tyler, Tyler Buckner is a legitimate dual threat quarterback. Kenny Minchie is a pocket quarterback who also happens to be a quality athlete. He's not the athlete TJ Carr is, but he's a quality athlete. Right. And and I do like that fact that they're just not zeroing in on this is the body type, this is the style of play that we want. That's the kind of go, hey, look, we want a dynamic, talented quarterback. And those come in all different shapes and sizes. And that's what they're focused on. I think that's part of the smart strategy as well. Well, I think that that is confidence in your coaching staff, right, Brian? Like that's confidence not only in the play calling, but also in the quarterback developments. Like I, I don't want to just, I just don't want to cycle in on one type because I think that limits your evaluation of a bunch of different other quarterbacks that could be successful. It's just going to look different, right? As long right. as you get to the end result, that's all, all that ultimately matters, right? So some guys might get there differently. But it's your job as a quarterback to give guys in the best position possible. So I don't care if it's a six foot five pure pocket kid or it's a six foot two dynamic athlete that is going to utilize his legs a little bit more. As long as you are comfortable with your coaches as far as development and implementation of using those skills, it's all that matters at the end of the day, man. And I mean, I think that the best coaches, I mean, historically have have built off of that, right? Like, I mean, it's. What does a Steve Sarkeesian quarterback look like, Brian? I think that there's not a true answer to that, right? Like there is qualities that you need in that system, but he can implement some guys that can run the football a little bit more, guys that you need to move the pocket a little bit more, guys that are more just pure pocket quarterbacks. The best coaches, I think, are guys that understand how to utilize 
different styles, if I, well, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and look at Alabama. I mean, Jalen Hurts is different than Tua Tungvaloa, and Tua Tungvaloa is different than Mac Jones, and Mac Jones is a little bit different than Bryce Young. They have very different style of quarterbacks, right? And, and Steve Sarkeesian was part of that conversation, right? I mean, he, he had success with Tua, and he also had success with Mac Jones. You look at what he's done at Texas. They all need to be able to throw from the pocket. But sure. Art Manning does a lot more running around and playmaking than Quinn Ewers did. You know yes. what I mean? When you when you look at how he was as a player. And obviously Malik, Malik Murphy and, and Arch are very similar from style of play standpoints. You know, so and you're also look, if you can have a quarterback that can can move around, even if he's a passer, I think that's important. And, and I think yeah. that's something we're seeing just not just for Notre Dame focusing on, but we're just seeing more and more of that overall as the as as the game changes, you're seeing a lot more of those guys available. So that's certainly and, positive. And it's consistent on the 2025 board. I mean, we're going to talk about some guys that are like 6'5", 200 plus yeah. pounds. And we're going to talk about some right. guys that are six foot, but they all have that component to their game of some are more of runners than others, but all of them have right. the ability to win outside of structure and to extend the pocket. And they can all run the current offense. Some yes. you'll have to uh, you know focus on different things than others, but there's nobody that's just like that guy's nothing like those other guys. I don't know why you would recruit that guy. I still to this day have no clue why they recruited Avery Davis as a quarterback. Now, look, I had no problem recruiting Avery Davis, and I would have taken Avery Davis in that class. I thought he was a very good athlete, and you know you see the projection. You saw he ended up. I don't think anybody was surprised that he, he could move somewhere else, but they genuinely thought he was a quarterback. I mean, they genuinely played him a quarterback his freshman year. To me, a year of wasted development especially when you look at the offense that they ran, you, you don't want to make those mistakes. And I don't see anybody like that in this year's class. So let's dive in, Ryan, and, and, and talk about the quarterbacks on the board. And I think where we're going to start is with Deuce Knight. Deuce Knight, obviously, yeah. is a no, name a lot of Notre Dame fans are going to be familiar with. Six foot five, 185 pound quarterback from Luce Dale, Mississippi, plays at George County High School. Ryan, you've had a chance to talk with Deuce lately. Let's get yeah. a little bit into that. And then we'll, we'll talk more about Deuce as a prospect. Yeah, I mean, so basically the the update on Deuce is that Notre Dame has positioned themselves in a, in a very good spot, in my opinion. This is, if you ask me today, which quarterback is Notre Dame in the best spot with currently, I would say Deuce Knight out of Mississippi. He is a 6'4 plus, 185 pounds is what he was listed at, obviously, end of the season, but he's told me that he's up near now about 198 pounds. And, I mean, it's stayed consistent since he took that visit to the, the unofficial visit a few weeks ago to Notre Dame. It it really has been a separating factor for him, his relationship with Gino Gadouli. He mentioned him a ton, and he mentions him a ton every single time I talk to the young man, is that just how authentic, energetic, just how good of a person that Gino Gadouli is. So I think that relationship is really bolstered and really been able to gain more momentum even after the visit. And right now, I mean, he mentioned to me, Notre Dame, he mentioned Tennessee, he mentioned Ole Miss, he mentioned University of Washington. I think that right now, Notre Dame and Tennessee are probably the two leaders near the top, but Ole Miss is obviously a sneaky team, especially for an in-state player. So I think that that's probably the top right now. Deuce has been consistent with me that he would like to make a decision sometime in the early summer. So he's kind of leaves it a little bit open-ended as far as when he wants to take it, make it as far as setting an official date. But I do think that that is one where he's probably the next quarterback to make a decision for sure mm -hmm. as of right now, at least more of a firm timeline. And I think that Notre Dame is going to be in it until the very end. I really do. Again, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Notre Dame, it's in no particular order right now either. And if they were able to get a guy like a Deuce Knight, I, I texted Brian this yesterday, but Notre Dame, the, the last 
they they let they got a cornerback out of twenty in the twenty nineteen class out of Caleb Mississippi. Offered. Caleb yeah. offered. Before that, they had not signed a kid out of Mississippi since nineteen ninety six. So that is not a who was that? Not a place. Do you remember? That, was, that wasn't Jerry Jackson, was it? No, Jerry Jackson was, was in the earlier. 1995 class, so one year before that. They had a 96 kid that whose name I'd never heard before, so I don't know if he panned okay. out at Notre Dame or not. So, yeah, but, I mean, regardless, Mississippi is not a place that Notre Dame has had any – I mean, and, and not that they haven't had any success in. They just haven't frequented that that state much, right? Like, they just I'm gonna, haven't – I'm going to find out that answer, Ryan. Yes. I mean, now it's yeah. going to bother me. Yes. I, I will say I will say this about Deuce. I obviously we like where Notre Dame is right now, yep. but I do think that there's still work to be done. I think Tennessee is a is a team that for me concerns me a little bit. And and this is one of those ones where I, normally I, I like when a kid makes a decision early, but I'll be completely honest with you, Ryan. I won't be necessarily uh, heartbroken if Deuce decides he doesn't want to make a decision this summer, unless of course it's Notre Dame. Which but I do, I do worry about because there's going to be a lot of pressure on the on the young man from, you know, I mean, it's just the way that it is. There's usually a lot of pressure to stay in the South. That's just that's just the reality of it, and so um, that concerns me a little bit. But also because of the the offense that Tennessee plays, if you're Deuce Knight right now with what Notre Dame is telling you, it's all theory. This is what yeah. we're going to do. It's it's not really what you see. Now the good thing is he was able to be at a practice and saw firsthand. You know Notre Dame throwing the ball down the field, but he was a practice at one of those, at one of those blitz practices. So they didn't really necessarily throw the ball down the field as much as like let's say the blue gold game. Right. And so that's a little bit, um, little bit concerning for me, just because right now, I mean Tennessee can say, well, just look what we did, not sure. look what we're going to do, but just look what we did. And Notre Dame can't necessarily do that. So that's my only concern. When I look at at um, you know just really diving into what his decision might be, but I do I do think that Notre Dame has done a great job in this recruitment. I just get a little bit I've 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 done this for a long time and 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 I always get just a little hesitant when we talk about kids from states like that where they just haven't had a long history of success. That's but right. I hope that yeah. this staff is different. That's the thing, and this is what they're going to get an opportunity to do. Let's talk a little bit about Deuce as a player, Ryan, and I think that's something. Uh, that obviously is important to this conversation is, you know, we're talking about a young man. This is actually going to be a couple highlights from his spring game. But I'll tell you the first thing that that I noticed, and this is an example right there, I'm still surprised at how, for such a skinny kid, how just strong his arm is. Still has <laughs> a lot to work on, you know, mechanically, but he is he's got a surprisingly really strong deep ball arm. Like, he really does. Well, and, and this is a kid we have to remember again that just finished up his sophomore year of school, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a kid that is still developing physically, has put on a massive, uh, not massive, but he's put on 13 to 15 pounds this offseason so far. So he's certainly filling out younger brother of Ty Freifogel that played at the University of Indiana, played wide receiver out there, obviously. So I, I really think for me, Brian, like that athleticism really pops on film, especially like you see him as a thrower. And the, the thing that I, the first thing I said about him on film, because I think it was his second throw from his sophomore tape. There's some easy velocity here, man. Like mm-hmm. it does not take much momentum for him to really create velocity in tight windows. So this is a thrower guys. This is a thrower. That yeah. is also a dynamic athlete. <laughs> like he is that type of dude, in my opinion. 
the concern I have, you know why I think I'm I'm nervous about his recruitment, Ryan? Because you know the yeah. player that he he most reminds me of is Deuce Knight. Or I mean, excuse me, he's Deuce Knight. Is Hendon Hooker. <laughs> he's like yes. a left-handed version of Hendon Hooker. Yes. Uh, because of his natural feel for the game, his ability to throw the ball downfield. Hendon had a really awkward – I won't say awkward throwing motion. I don't think Hendon Hooker had an awkward throwing motion. I think Hendon Hooker doesn't have a traditional throwing motion. You know, it looks a little bit more – I don't know, mechanical than necessarily like a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud, but man, he was able to put that sucker anywhere he wanted to put it. And it was, he had very easy power as a passer too. Like you wouldn't, you watch Hendon and Hooker play and you're like, well, he doesn't really have a strong arm just because the way he throws, it doesn't look like, you know, like it's coming out. Then you're like, dang, he threw that 25 yard in cut on a line. You know, that ball, he just threw to Jalen Hyatt when like 65 yards in the air, you know, you're like, holy moly. And that's how I see Deuce Knight. So it's just kind of like, oh, man, like the perfect compliment to this kid. The perfect comp for this kid is a kid that was at Tennessee, and Tennessee's is another one of his top schools. So I think that might be a little bit why I was nervous about it. Hey, right by the way, I do know his the guy that, that – uh, the last guy from Mississippi. I didn't know this. It was Jay Johnson, a receiver from Mississippi. Jay Johnson actually still lives in this area. He was named head coach at Washington High School in South Bend recently. So he's been a nice. high school football coach in this area for a very long time. So, yeah, he's decided to stay up in Indiana. Good for him. So, yeah, I just looked at the roster from 96 and saw that it was Jay Johnson. They signed him and Darius uh, Jarius Jackson in back-to-back years. Yes, so did. that would be good. And I think there's another part to this conversation, too, and it's going to be the same It's going to be the same when we get to the K.J. Lacey conversation is, Mississippi and Alabama are very talented states. Alabama especially is really growing as a, as a state when it comes to producing top players. And Alabama can't sign them all and doesn't sign them all because they just they can't afford to bring in everybody. Because contrary to popular opinion, teams can't just sign everyone and figure it out, right? They actually have to make decisions on stopping their recruiting classes at some point in time from a number standpoint. And so uh, I would love to see them get more into those states and – there's no better way to do that than to sign a big time quarterback from those states. Yes. I mean, yes. I'm serious. Like that is such a that is such a a great opportunity to open up that. Like you talk about building a bridge. There's no better build way to build a bridge than with a big time quarterback from a state that you're not normally uh, real successful in. And, and and Deuce is an example of that as well. And the next guy we're going to discuss too is an example of that Ryan, and that's KJ Lacey who is from uh, Sarah Land High School in Alabama. It is wild to see how much the state of Alabama – it's always been a good state when it comes to producing uh, town to players, but it has really taken off. And I, th- I think part of it is not so much that they're producing more players. That's part of it. But it's also about how they're just being recognized finally as, as good players, where you'd see these three-star kids from Alabama go to Auburn, go to Alabama, go somewhere like that, and then all of a sudden they're like, wow, this guy's really good where he'd come from. Well, he was always that good. You just – you didn't pay attention to the state of Alabama. Sure. Now that Alabama has been so dominant, they get so many play- You're getting more and more love from there. And there's, they also are producing more on average, you know, per, per capita, whatever the case may be. But KJ Lacey's a very intriguing player because he doesn't seem to be a top target for Alabama right now. Auburn obviously is a school you have to be concerned about with Hugh Freeze and the offense that he brings to the table. But the fact that Alabama is not on K.J. Lacey right now really hard does give Notre Dame a little bit of a window, Ryan, when it comes to getting involved with him. And they offered him early. Uh, he's had some great things to say about Notre Dame and the staff of his obviously. I think they were down to see him twice during the most yeah. recent open open period, Ryan. So he's clearly a priority for the staff. 
And I and he should be. <laughs> he really should be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, quite simply, this is a kid that some people are going to look at the heights, right? They're going to be like, oh, typical Notre Dame quarterback recruit or whatever, because that's just a, a tired old, you know, just myth at this point. But people are going to stick to it, you know, because the Ian books of the world, right? They're going to say, oh, 5'11", six-foot quarterback, can't Notre Dame do better? And I'm just – guys, I'm telling you right now, and I know we'll pop on some film here in a, in a, couple, in a couple minutes, but this kid is one of the more – advanced quarterbacks in the 2025 class. He understands where to go with the football. I think that for a, a comp that gets thrown out there way too much in Bryce Young, I think that this is the Bryce Young comp. I really do. I love KJ and he his ability to just understand where things are happening in front of him on the field. He has kind of that innate sense to him. So Notre Dame, it's smart to be on him early because to your point, Brian, there are still some SC powers that are haven't quite thrown their hat into the ring. We'll see if they do. I mean, it's interesting, obviously, that Alabama isn't really pushing at this point, but we shall see what obviously happens with that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, this kid can play the quarterback position as well as anybody in the 2025 class. Is his upside as much as maybe a Deuce Knight or an Antoine Hill or someone like that that just has supreme physical gifts? Probably not. But his baseline, his floor, for him, despite him being a smaller quarterback – is so impressive in a guy like KJ Lacey. So, yes, getting a kid out of Alabama is not going to be an easy task. You have to get him, obviously, on campus is the big point that you want because he has never been on campus at Notre Dame. But if they are, then anything's possible. We talk about that. Anytime you get a kid on campus, possibilities start opening a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, unrealistic, obviously, at this point with where he's from and and getting him out of the South. But KJ Lacey is a really talented kid, man. I'm glad Notre Dame's recruiting him because there is – just some things on film you watch of him, you're like, I can't really teach a kid that. Like, either they have that or they don't. And he has some innate ability to play football, man. He really sees the field at an advanced level for his age. Uh, the thing about him, Ryan, is is I, I think you mentioned this, but the the I hate lazy comps, right? And sometimes I feel like there are certain players that just make it every time there's a six-foot quarterback, you're going to compare him to Bryce Young, and it's lazy. But you and I were talking about this last week, and it's like, but it's just so fits so well with KJ Lacey because the thing about him is he runs around and he'll scramble and make plays and all that stuff. But that he is one of the most natural pocket passers in this class, in my opinion. Yes. Yep. And and if it wasn't for the fact that he was six feet, I mean he's listed at six one. He's I don't know if he's six one. I mean he he's yeah. he's short, just like Bryce Young was once listed at six one. And then he goes to the combine and you realize, wow, he shrunk an inch and a half since he was a, a you know a senior in high school. No, he didn't. He was never six <laughs> one. I don't know if he's that tall, but man, it, it just the the we're and we're talking about sophomore film. The timing and anticipation in which he throws the ball, his feel for the game, the way he goes through his reads for a sophomore, the the effortless nature in which he throws, his accuracy is as good as you're going to see in the sophomore. The only thing, quote unquote, not to like is his size. But again, yes. he he's got he's actually pretty thick for a sophomore that's only six feet tall. He's got a good frame. You know, he's already, his frame to me is better than what Bryce Young's was at the same age, or even as a senior. So that's a good sign. But man, this kid is an impressive player. Will Notre Dame be able to get him out of the the state of Alabama or more so out of the South? Uh, We'll see. Long way to go on that, but he's definitely worth it, Ryan. And I'll tell you another guy that he reminds me a lot of, not quite the runner, but if you want to, if you're someone who wants a Notre Dame comp, a guy that he, that, that, reminds me a lot of is Everett Golson coming out of high school in that Everett just had a bazooka for an arm. Everett had one of the best arms I've ever seen. 
and 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 could like that throw right there, Ryan. That is an absolute yep. dart, and he's thrown it off of his. I said I wasn't going to rewind film. I knew I was going to lie <laughs> as soon as I got to this kid's film. This is this is from the twenty-seven yard line. He throws a twenty-yard far hash out throw, fading away, and the ball is on an absolute line. I this yes. is one of the most impressive throws I've ever seen. And look at the ball placement. This is absurd, Ryan. Like this kid is just. This kid's special, Ryan. This kid yes. is re- really special. I, you know, this is a five-star player in my opinion. I, I, I mean, this this kid's unreal. I love this kid's film. I, I remember we were watching film when the pot of gold stuff was about to drop, right, Brian? Like, I, I think that we talked about this. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I said at that point, I, I think this kid's the best quarterback in this crop right now. Again, there, there's, there's upside and and stuff that is going to be in right. this conversation but you are the really best think, player right now not necessarily yes. best prospect but best player right yes I, I think he understands how to play the quarterback position as well as anybody on the board and he understands how to manipulate arm angles he understands how to find open windows he understands how to move in the pocket he understands where everything is supposed to be on the field i, I i've never talked to him from a football perspective before, right? As far as like X's and O's, but I guarantee this kid's sharp on the board. Like I guarantee it just because he understands where to go with the football at all times. Oh, it yeah. seems. You can, I mean, there's certain things you can tell Ryan, like right there, his first reads taken away and he just immediately goes into make a play mode. I mean, he, he's a really impressive kid. The only concern I have about him is, is he does have a little bit of a low delivery, uh, especially being a such a short kid, but it doesn't seem to affect him in high school. And, and again, throwing is about lanes and timing. I mean, th- when you yep. look at that throw right there, there's no way you're getting your arm up. When he can get the ball out that quickly, there's no way a defensive lineman is going to be able to get his arm up and see that. I mean, it's like that kid right there, even if he was taller, he just doesn't get it up, his arm up in time to get to the ball. I mean, he's just he throws with heat and he gets it out so quickly. He is a very like that's uh, that's tremendous, right? That into he just throws it out. Go make a play. I'm throwing it out to the open area. Go make a play. Watch when this ball comes out, folks. The receiver just has his back completely turned to the quarterback. Yep. Receiver's still running vertically, and he just throws it out where and the guy goes out. I mean, that's just because he knows where he's going <laughs> to be, man. He knows where he's going to be. I that's mean, that's an just unreal that's play. That is yeah. an absolutely unreal play. So this kid is an incredibly talented quarterback. Ryan, I don't know how much of a chance Notre Dame has. I, I, I don't feel great about Notre Dame's odds. We got to wait to see him get on campus before I feel too good yes. about it. But I love the fact that Notre Dame is is making a push on this kid and not just assuming they're not going to get him. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, again, a, a kid from Alabama, the 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 past, the data points would say that this is probably an unlikely grab for Notre Dame, but it, it, you know, things change, man. And everyone talks about outliers and the, and the data points, but every rule is meant to be broken. Right. And and Notre Dame, I think is going to at least do their due diligence here and continue to recruit at a high level. And this staff I've learned, (laughs) I've learned not to underestimate this staff, you know, for some players. So, and, and it's early and he doesn't seem to be in a hurry to make a decision from what we can tell. Right. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't seem I haven't read anything, seen anything that makes me think he's like, gosh, I got to get to sit in before my junior year. And that's going to give Notre Dame a chance, especially if the offense is going to look like what it's going to look like. Because, look, I'm going to say this, Ryan, when you watch this kid throw, this is the kind of kid that's going to watch Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. And if Sam has the kind of year I think we, we're going to have is going to be like, yep, I can see myself doing that. You know, smaller yeah. quarterback, great decision maker, accurate timing. 
you know, I, I think he's going to see himself really fitting into the offense. I, I wouldn't, I would not, if I'm a, if I'm a KJ Lacey type of player, I'm not looking at what Notre Dame has done so far and being like, Oh gosh, yeah, I'm going to go throw for a million yards in that offense. It's just not. I mean, this is, and this is what we've said. We think, I think I should say that the 2024 season, 2023 season is going to have a bigger impact on the 2025 class than the 2024 class. And in no position is that more true than quarterback. Right. You know, and, and, you know, whether it's a Deuce Knight, KJ Lacey, George McIntyre, all these kids, the the season is going to be important. And I think he's one of those kids that it, that it, it is very important. Well, to, Brian, for them to if, see what they can do. And one last thing I would say about KJ is that it might sound silly to some, because again, I know there's some shade that gets thrown at the Notre Dame quarterback thing of like being a smaller quarterback, being a six foot guy, all that type stuff. But I actually think that helps recruit this kid a little bit you can look at him and say you know who the all-time leading wins at notre dame is it's a six-foot quarterback that's in the nfl i understand brian but like that's data points that matter it is i mean you could say when we went to a national championship game against alabama you know our quarterback was a six-foot quarterback that that one i'm similar to you that one i can dig i'm digging you on that one yes i'm digging you on that sam hartman is only a six foot one even guy you could say that is another data point where you look at and say we've won with quarterbacks that are similar size to what you bring to the table we have won games with those exactly And that's why I think the Sam Hartman piece is really important for a kid like this. Like KJ Lacey's a sophomore in high school. That means the last time Ian Book was playing at Notre Notre Dame, he was in middle school, which (laughs) makes me, it's just so weird to say that, you know, but seriously, the last time Ian Book was playing quarterback at Notre Dame, this kid was in what? Seventh, eighth grade, eighth grade, maybe. Yep. So uh, it, it, it does say a lot when you, when you think about how young these guys are, but they, they can throw the football. Let's move on to another quarterback, Ryan. Uh, that's George McIntyre from Brentwood Academy in Tennessee. Uh, talk about tall and skinny. Nobody is more tall and skinny than George McIntyre. Notre Dame has obviously been out to see him a, a couple times. He was a kid that's been offered twice by Notre Dame, once by Tommy Reese, and then once again by the new staff. Uh, very different player than than some of the other guys in the list, Ryan, uh, mainly yeah. because of his body type, but a talented player nonetheless that has some has I mean there's similarities with all these kids but George McIntyre is an intriguing player I would probably say right now I think I would say that Deuce Knight and KJ Lacey probably are more likely options than than George McIntyre at this point in time agree but the staff is still pushing for him there's no yes. doubt about it and he is a very tall skinny talented quarterback dad is Mike McIntyre the former head coach at Colorado as yep. well so that uh, adds into it also, Ryan. But I I like the staff is not backing down from kids they're not in a great position with right now. I, I love that about this staff, especially uh, a quarterback right now. But there's a lot of ground to make up when it comes to where they stand currently with George McIntyre. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best way to phrase it is, you know, I've, I've had the ability to talk to George a couple times. And I think that there's a lot of intrigue in Notre Dame, Ryan, right? And, and intrigue's a great thing. But I always talk about it when a guy gets to campus, intrigue usually turns into interest unless it's just not a fit for them. And I think that he's another kid like KJ Lacey. You need to try to get up to campus to be able to see it. I mean, we were, you know, I mean, like the Deuce Knight situation, right? Where you're like, Deuce Light is interested in Notre Dame or has intrigue in Notre Dame. But then he goes to the visit. You're like, okay, there's interest there now. Like there's legitimate interest. I feel like it's the same type of thing because he's a. 
you know, his dad's been all over. So, you know, he's been kind of all over the place a little bit, but he's a Tennessee kid. His dad is now a coach in Florida, a college coach in Florida. So like there's Southern roots here. Florida Atlantic or Florida International, one of those two, right? I I think it is Florida Atlantic, but do not quote me on that. But I think it's Florida Atlantic, almost positive that it is. But yeah, he's uh, Florida International. Florida International, okay. I'm wrong. He's the head coach of Florida International. I couldn't. I couldn't remember those two kind of yes. get the same to me. But he is now going into his second year at Florida International. Yeah. So I mean, so. he's he's got his southern roots, right? I mean, he's, he's obviously his dad is coaching in Florida. He goes to high school in Tennessee. But at the end of the day, I, I feel Memphis, like I had it. That was the coordinator at Memphis. Yes. Before he went, so that's would explain why it's like okay, let's not uproot him, especially since let's be real too. Mike McIntyre has success at FAU. <laughs> he's, he's not going to be there very long. Nah. Let's be honest about that. So no need to uproot your kid if you're not, uh, if, you know, if you're definitely not like, hey, I'm a lifer at this place. Yeah. Sorry, you're not, I just you're, wanted to you're, interject you're, that a little bit. Uh, you're, you're fine, man. You're not going to Florida International to retire, to your point. Like, right. That's not why you're doing it. So, I, I mean, yeah, I think that's a perfect way to put in. Again, you need to try to get him up to campus. He is a – Really interesting player on the field. I'm actually excited to, to look at his film, Brian, because I feel like there's assumptions that get made. You know, you're like, this is six five, white quarterback, but then he does some Skinny, stuff outside of structure, very, man. Where you're like, there, oh, all right, it's got a little. Something there's to two it. things I'll be honest with you. There's two things that surprise me about George McIntyre. Look, yeah, I saw a picture of him and I saw this really tall, skinny kid. Yeah. I heard his dad was a coach, and I said he's going to be really smart Gamer. and be a great decision maker and be accurate, and he is all those things. Yes. What I did, what I also thought, okay, so that that stuff I was right on my assumptions. What I also thought was probably not overly athletic, and and probably doesn't have a very good arm because of the the he's just so dang skinny. This kid has an absolute rocket for an arm. Now, right now, his arm strength is more about the deep ball than it is so much on like a twenty five yard out cut like KJ Lacey. Yep. That'll come as he fills out. But he's a very easy. He has very easy, F, easy downfield vertical throwing ability, and he's not a runner. He's a pocket passer, but he can move in the pocket. You know what I mean? Like he can Man. buy time and move in the pocket and 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 do those type of things. And I think he's going to get even more athletic as he fills out and gets stronger. But he is a he is a very very natural thrower of the football, Ryan, and surprisingly has a really strong arm. Like this throw right here. Uh, watch this one. Like. You're just like, he just flicks it like 30 yards. Bam. No problem. Just flicks it. Then he had a deep ball earlier from about the same spot that went almost 50. That's another one. Very easy throw. Now his arm is not as strong as KJ Lacey's at this point in time. I don't know if it's quite as strong as Deuce Knight's, but he can control it a little bit more than Deuce can right now. Uh, That's the thing I'll say, but he's, his arm is going to get a lot stronger, especially on the 30 yard and in stuff, Ryan, as he fills out and gets in a weight room and, and stops being so skinny, which, you know, that'll probably start happening over the next two years. Yes. I mean, again, because he's a sophomore in high school, like <laughs> the, the maturation is going to happen right. naturally. I, because I, I, Brian, I remember when I first saw his name, I was like, "Oh, Mike McIntyre's son." I was like, "This kid's going to be Kyle Shermer, right?" Like that—that that was kind of the same thing. Remember him and they played for Vanderbilt. Like he mm-hmm. was a really smart kid, accurate, but just didn't have great ath- physical tools. This kid, McIntyre, has really good right. physical tools. He is a player that I think, as he fills out, he has 
about as high as upside as anybody in this class is just yeah. a thrower. I mean, he has that type of upside. I mean, you see him throw the ball 60 plus yards without much effort right now. I mean, right. he's like a, he's like a javelin thrower as a quarterback yeah. right now. Uh, here, here's my only, my only concern with George McIntyre. It's the only one that I have. Yep. I, I think that there gets a point in time and, and some people are going to disagree with me on this and I understand it. I think it gets a point in time where quarterback can be too tall. And right now, that's not a problem with George at all. He's fine. He's six five ish. But if you look at him, he's very long legged, and I can, I'm concerned that he might grow a few more inches. He almost kind of looks like a small forward that's like six four, six five as a sophomore, and ends up being six eight, six nine. That's my only yeah. concern. If he stays in the six six or so range, I have no problem with that. But I that that is a but that's a minor concern, and that's more that's probably more NFL related than it is is. related to be complete for me to be completely honest with you so uh but this kid again good feel all that stuff that you'd expect from a coach's kid but his skills there i would probably put him like if i'm ranking the quarterbacks i'd probably put him number four on the list of guys that i like as far as current talent plus projection but he's still a five-star which again speaks to just how loaded this quarterback class is, Ryan. I, I view him as a five-star quarterback for a sophomore. Now he's got to continue developing and all that stuff, but he's a five-star sophomore, as is Deuce, as is Lacey, as is Bryce Underwood, who who we'll briefly talk about here in a second. Yeah. No, I mean he's he's exceptionally talented. I mean, just to talk about the depth of this class, Brian, like there are several kids that Notre Dame has even has either been out to sea or have visited Notre Dame in the past where I'm like, oh, it probably gets an offer in recent years, but it's just the fact of the depth of this class is just really impressive. Mm-hmm. The other thing too, is he gets pressured a lot more than yes. the other quarterbacks in the class. Like he's constantly throwing off his back foot, having to scramble around. So you do get to see that a lot. Cause if he was like uh, playing, like you see an example right there, if he was playing at a school where he was just, free all the time and not getting pressured. I would wonder about his pocket presence and mobility and all that kind of stuff, but he gets, he is constantly under duress in high school. And you see a guy that does a as good of a job as you're going to see from a sophomore of moving around and keeping his eyes downfield as he moves around. He does a really nice job with that. Like that's a great, he sees this guy coming free early. And as soon as he clears the pocket, he throws the ball down the field. So Th- throws really well in the run too. He for does a, for a guy. That's he has to kid. Yep. He, he has to man. You know. So again, this is not something he's going to be making a living on doing stuff like that in in college. But he can do it if you need yep. him to do it. You know. He he's more of a he's more of a to me a true pocket passer, Brian. Now a true pocket passer is not when I say that it's not a stiff. A true pocket passer is not a guy that can't move. That that's an immobile quarterback, not a pocket passer. I think sometimes yeah. we we see a guy that can't move. And you're like, oh, he's a pocket passer. No, he's immobile. That's what he is. Do, do you remember? That's, do you remember young Ben Roethlisberger when he was on the Steelers yes. before he got too heavy? Yes. Like that's what I kind of feel, man. Like Ben could yeah. move. It was just that it's not his game, you know. Like until right. it has to be his game, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, and 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 Ben was very skinny very early in his career at Miami of Ohio as well. So. Yep. But yeah, I, I like George. He's a good player. Notre Dame has got has a lot of work they need to do if they're going to be real players for him. But they're on him. He talks to him. They've been down to see him, so they're in the conversation, in my opinion, with him. Yep. There's no doubt. 
let's talk about a couple guys here really quick, Ryan, before we move on to a couple uh, sort of newish names on the board. Bryce Underwood from Belleville High School, number one quarterback in the country as of right now. Uh, Antoine Hill is another very talented top 100 talent caliber quarterback uh, from Warner Robins, Georgia. Notre Dame is still recruiting both of them. They've been out to see both of them this open period, but right now we do not anticipate, we do not view them as uh, targets right now that Notre Dame has a much of a shot at at the current moment. Now that could change, and this staff is going to continue to to keep recruiting those guys, which we love. But right now, Bryce Underwood is is Notre Dame's not very high on his list. And and I would I would say the same thing about Antoine Hill, although I'm less confident of that just because we don't know. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of movement there about him coming up anytime soon and those type of things. So uh, right. those are guys on the list. Those are guys the staff is still recruiting, but not guys that we're going to spend a lot of time on because we just don't view them as realistic targets at the at the current time. Yeah, I, I think a I think a lot of the conversation about Bryce Underwood is everyone and their mother is recruiting Bryce Underwood. I mean, this kid is, in my opinion, he is the best combination of ceiling and floor in this class. When you take both into conversation, I think that he is the best quarterback in this class, especially when you take both those in the conversation. Just everybody's going to be after him. I mean, everybody is after him. That's kind of where you are with it. Antoine Hill is incredibly but, toolsy. One of the, yes, uh, on Bryce too. I don't think the fact that the that that CJ Carr is at Notre Dame, it, it's going to impact Bryce Underwood more than it's going to impact most other quarterbacks because he, of all people, knows how good CJ Carr is. Sure, and not that he's afraid of competition. It has nothing to do with that. It's just about being. You also want to be realistic. Like I, I'm not afraid of competition, but I also know that this guy's really good and he's going to have a year head start on me. So why would I go there and compete with him when I can go to? Ohio State and compete with Aaron Oland with all due respect, you know what I mean? And or go to Penn State and compete with whoever, you know, the kid that they just got in the 24 class who's not in the same league as like a CJ Carr. I just think that would make a lot more sense. And so that that's another reason why I don't think it Notre Dame's in a great place here. But um get yes. back to, I just want to get that point in there before we we moved away from him and, and get to Antoine Hill. No, no, you're good. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point to add. I mean, but for Antoine Hill, I mean, this is a kid that is Listed at six foot five, two hundred fifteen pounds, he is that Cam Newton esque style of player. Where this kid's going to be six five, two hundred forty pounds before you know it. Like he's going to be yeah. one of those Anthony Richardson, Cam Newton type of clones as far as the body type perspective. Because he's still skinny and he's already two hundred fifteen pounds. Like he's going to be a right. massive, massive kid. Strong arm, really good athlete. A lot of development that needs to happen within Antoine Hill. And, I mean, every time I talk to Antoine, I, he says the right things, but it's one of those other situations right. where it's like, you know, get to campus and then we'll see stuff actually right. happens after that. And if you're someone who likes comps, I mean, it, it, it is it is so, so easy to, to make this one, but it's hard not to see a kid that think Anthony Richardson. Now, he's not quite – the dynamic athlete that Anthony is, and he's not nearly as thick as Anthony was, but their, their, their raw ability to me is very similar. Yes. When I, when I look at these two kids, very raw, this kid, like you said, Ryan has an absolute bazooka for an arm. And I'm, I'm watching his highlights here for a second. He throws a pass from the uh, four, 15 yard line, his own 15. And the other guy catches it at about the third, the other 32 from the far hash to the other numbers. <laughs> that is a cannon. Decent arm, man. Decent but arm. Very raw. Very raw as a player. Again, sophomore, right? Yeah. He's the one to me 
that that I could say I could see him making the biggest jump over the next two years of all these quarterbacks. Him and Deuce, to me, probably are the two that could make the biggest jumps. Like George McIntyre is going to make a jump physically the next two right. years. Yep. Deuce and Antoine are not only going to make jumps physically, but they're also going to make jumps mechanically as yes. well. And that's what's going. I think could cause them to to really take off. Like KJ Lacey, other than him just physically maturing, I don't know how much better he's going to get. Now, that's right. fine because right now he's still really flipping good. He's one of those guys, Ryan. That is, if if KJ Lacey does nothing but normal physical mat- maturity the next two years, and that's the only improvement he makes, he's still a top fifty quarterback to me. He's Easy. that good. Agree. Yeah. You know, because it's, and that's not a saying. What he he doesn't there's just not a lot of room for him to improve other than just normal physical and growing experience and things like growing two inches and getting some weight on him. He's already really a sound, a fundamentally sound quarterback, which is weird to say for a guy that plays off structure as much, but when you watch him in the pocket, he's his footwork is really good. His, his throwing motion is impeccable. His timing is great. There's just not a lot of now. Some quarterbacks coach is going to probably convince him that he needs to do this, this, or this. And I, we see it all the time. Yep. I'm trying to think of the most recent guy. A buddy of mine sent me film of a quarterback, and I can't remember who it was. It wasn't another name guy, but how he's working with some quarterback, and this quarterback is th- working with his throwing motion. And I'm thinking, this is what's wrong with the quarterback coaching industry, and it's turned into an industry. Is in order for me to convince you to spend money to come play for me, I've got to convince you that your son has some flaw that I need to fix. Right. Exactly. And that's how we see guys like Tyler Buckner change their throwing motion in a way that he should have never changed his throwing motion because somebody had to convince him, well, this is why you need to pay me a crap load of money because I got to fix some perceived problem that that doesn't really need to be fixed. Yes. And and, um, you know, so unless that happens to K.J. Lacey, I don't see, uh, you know, he doesn't really need a lot of that kind of refinement, just the normal natural maturity that you're going to see from a kid going from sophomore to, to junior. That's really really where it's at. I agree. I mean, I, I think that we, we are in an era where everyone is a specialist and sometimes mm-hmm. those specialists mess a lot of people up. I agree. We've seen, yes. we've literally seen it at Notre Dame, a couple of situations. Yes. So, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's just like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be shutting your pie hole and not um, working with it. Like, I think that there's, I'm all for there being a lot of good quarterback coaches, but it's kind of like teach the basics, right? You know, footwork, you know, release, aiming point, working with certain things, have people there to drill these kids, not necessarily f- convince them, well, I need to change something about you. No, no. Right. If someone's trying to get if uh, look, little message to quarterback coaches, to co- parents of quarterbacks out there and quarterbacks out there. If somebody's trying to convince you to come spend money to play, to come work with them, and they are talking to you a lot about changing your throwing motion. I have three words for you. I'm going to go back to my time as a child of the 80s. Just say no. <laughs> if they're talking to you about footwork and, and the mental part of the game and maybe working on you know changing your grip of the football a little bit, that's all a-okay. That's someone that knows what they're doing because everybody needs footwork help as a quarterback. Everybody needs to be, hey, let's make sure you've got the proper grip on the ball because I'm seeing the ball come out and do some of these funky things. Working on that, totally fine. But if somebody's talking about we're going to change your throwing motion, just say no. Okay? It was it, it was last year in the draft, Brian. There was a quarterback coach, a renowned quarterback coach that was working with Malik Willis, right? 
Yeah. And the only videos I saw of him was doing out of structure throws. And I'm like, that's not what Malik Willis needs. He no. needs help in no. structure, sir. Well, <laughs> it's it's like I'm watching uh I'm I'm watching the stuff that that the Simses were doing with Jack Cohn. And they're trying to get him to work on throwing off platform and changing arm angles. I'm like, that's not Jack Cohn's game. That like that's a waste of time for me. Cause that's especially at his age. That's something you work on at a very young age. You get your sixth grader to be working on that. You know what I mean? Because it, then it becomes na- – the reason Dante Moore can throw like that, the reason K.J. Lacey can throw like that is because they've probably been doing this since they were little kids. Yeah. And they're just used to it. And and so that's kind of my little hint. But as, as long as somebody doesn't screw him up like that, he, sh- he should be good. K.J. will be good. Notre Dame, Ryan, recently went out to Massachusetts – and visited Lawrence Central Catholic, which is the home of Preston Zinter, 2023 linebacker signee Preston Zinter. And they have a quarterback there, Ryan, named Blake Abair. It could be Hebert. We don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, as soon as we get the real pronunciation for that, we'll, we will say it. But uh, Blake is a guy, Ryan, that I heard about him. And again, everybody makes first imp- imp- assumptions, right? We all have a first impression. I'm thinking – Massachusetts private school, um, you know, not a guy that's that that I've heard of before. Okay, let's right. see, let's pop in the film, and then it took me about three or four throws, and I was like, "Yep, I can dig it. This kid can play." <laughs> Ryan, you had a chance to speak with yeah. Blake recently. Yep. What, what? What? How'd that go? What did you learn about him and his interest in Notre Dame and those type of things? I mean, he he has. I think he has high interest in Notre Dame. He he kind of talked a little bit about you know the. He, what he knows of the program is great football, great academics, kind of the best of both worlds. You mentioned that obviously he had been at least introduced a little bit when Preston Zinter was being being recruited as far as what Notre Dame stands for. And he is a young man that I know Notre Dame wants to come up to South Bend to be able to take the tour and do all that type of stuff. And it's something that he's very open to and something that he wants to do. So he has not been extended an offer by Notre Dame. This is merely another player to keep a close eye on and who knows what could happen, but this is not a scrub by any, I mean, no, he's a a good, well, I know one service already has him as a top hundred player, like sixty something overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and and he's got he's got legit offer list too. Like it's it's a good offer list that's expanding. Like he's got some guy like he's legit power five programs have been offering him already. He's got double digit yeah. offers. So this is a talented kid, and he has Penn State just offered him too. So yeah. I'm going to say it right now: if Notre Dame wants to be involved with this kid moving forward, they they're going to need to offer somewhat soon. I think the concern that I would have, Ryan, is you got to be careful offering a kid that you think you may be able to get right now if you're still not yeah. sure who you want. Exactly. Yeah. And like like they knew that when they offered Deuce Knight and George McIntyre, KJ Lacey, they weren't going to commit on the spot. There's going to be a process. They right. But you needed to do that. I think you don't know enough about this kid to know that he won't want to commit right away, and that that's terrible when you offer a kid and then he wants to commit, and you got to say no. Yes, but uh, it, it, unless you think he's going to commit right away, I would get in. The, I would get involved with him. I would get him offered soon. I would try to get him on campus in June, yep. and 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 probably get an offer out to him at that. Yep. It, it, unless you think he's going to commit soon. But honestly, if they decided that they wanted to take this kid, I I, I don't know that I would have a lot to say about it, Ryan. I mean. We'll, we'll pop in the film. Let's just pop in the film and take a peek at this kid. But he is a he is a pocket passer, right? Yes. He's a guy that's going to be a pocket passer. 
But I see a kid with a really, really live arm, Ryan, just a really natural throw of the football, really quick. He's got a little bit of a dip in his release, but it's really quick. And I don't love that dip. I would never teach it, but I wouldn't change it as long as it's accurate. But look how just easily the ball jumps out of his hand right there. I mean, that's a a 50-yard throw that he makes with not a lot of effort. And it gets up and gets – You've heard me say this before, Ryan. I say I, I like a deep ball that gets up and gets down quickly. This is exactly what I'm talking about. There's no floating here. This yeah. ball gets up and down in a hurry. Yep. It would and why is that important? The longer the ball stays in the air, I don't care how far it's going, the more time there is for defenders to get to the football. When you can get that up sucker up and down in a hurry, it makes it a lot harder for guys to get to the football. This is a throw he makes to Preston's enter, showing off Preston's athleticism. Heck yeah, it is, man. <laughs> this is Notre Dame signee Preston Zenter, but that is an easy throw run. He's thrown that from the 13 yard line, and it's a it's a it is a far hash throw, and he flicks it like it's nothing, and the guy catches it near midfield on the opposite numbers. That's a that that is a very long throw. High school hashes we're talking about here too, folks, which are wider than high, than college hashes. Well, I'm I'm kind of upset about Preston because uh, Preston never told me about this kid, so I just had to kind of figure find out about him Correct. recently, yes. right? But I mean, yes. yeah, I mean, easy velocity. Like this is another kid where the ball just jumps out of his hand. His arm is live. There's just there's a foundation that's been built as far as his ability to generate velocity, and it should be no surprise that he's also a baseball player. So I think mm-hmm. he's just got kind of that torque in his lower half. But he is a very talented kid. Again, Gino Gaduli has been. Has had conversations with him, obviously not on the visit because they're not allowed to talk to them directly right. there, but has talked to him already in the past. He was out to see him, and and Blake told me that he was he was slinging the thing around a little bit with some of his teammates. As this is almost watching, a forty so. yard <laughs> throw, Ryan, and he does it yeah. like it's nothing. I mean, yep. just I mean, he throws this like it's a fade from the ten. You know what I yes. mean? Just just that's the thing I love about this class, Ryan. There are absolute rocket armed kids in this twenty five class. Easy throwers, man. Really easy like, throwers. Just rock. I mean, and here's the thing. Like, they are a lot like Dante. There's a lot more like guys that are like Dante in this class than there are the Nikos. You know what I mean? Like, Nikos a kid and Jaden Rashad are two kids with absolute bazookas for arms, but they just, they're just not harnessed at all. Right. And and I'm Nikos a lot further along than the other kid is, but than Jaden Rashad is. But there's a lot of kids that are, that are big arm that were kind of raw. You know, there was a, a lot, some undersized, you know, Chris Vizina's like that, you know, a little raw, big arm, but, but raw. These are kids with big arms, but they're not the the raw, gee, I'm not sure if this kid's ever going to figure it out thing. These kids are much more advanced mechanically and mentally, you know, than, than, than what we saw from the kids, even in the 23 class, which was just a tremendous, tremendous recruiting class. And you see it here. This is fine for high school, and he'll be able to, you know, he'll be able to kind of be like a Brady Quinn type of runner. I can convert a third and five, you know, if you give me a crease, I can. I mean, look, Jack Cohn ran for twenty something yard touchdown Notre Dame. You know what I mean? Like, if there's nobody there, but he's not a guy that's going to go out there and you're running a bunch of read zone with. And you no. know, he, he is a he is a kid that's a quality athlete, but he is a pocket quarterback, and he shows yes. really nice deep ball touch. Really nice deep ball touch. And he's very, he's very, um, he's very consistent with the football as well mm-hmm. too, Brian, because he, uh, he only threw, he threw one interception this year. So he's a kid that hasn't turned the ball. And he was over 20, well. he was 20 plus. I mean, he didn't throw a ton of passes, but he, he threw like 20 some touchdowns if I believe. Yes, he, I mean, yeah, so 20, 20, 24 touchdowns and only one interception. So yeah. yeah. And threw almost a thousand yards. So yeah, I mean, only one interception is, is pretty good. 
you yeah. see here, like again, he's a he's a quality athlete. That just doesn't that stuff doesn't project as well, right. you know, as far as being able to do that kind of thing at the next level. But he can move around. He can, he you know his. He, I'll say this: one thing that I want to see him do, if I was his quarterbacks coach, one thing that I would want to see him do is I'd like to see him um, be a little bit more. He gets a little heavy with his feet in the pocket. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to see him just be a little bit more balanced, a little bit more active, a little bit with his feet when he's sitting there going through progress progressions. Cause when he has to then move, there's a clear resetting of his weight that has yep. to happen that allows him to avoid high school players, but would make him a little bit more sack prone against better players. That's something that I would want to work with him on. It's just, you know, being a little bit quicker with your feet. He's got the quickness of his feet. It's more of a technical thing. You know, don't be so um, set in your your feet when you're on the ground. You know, like that right there was good. I liked that right there. That was a good example of what I'm talking about, Ryan. You see how he doesn't really set his feet. He goes through his progressions. You know, he, he's not like really b- buried in that back foot. He's moving. He's active. And then he sees yeah. he's got to step out. And he's good. Like that right there. So he can do it. There's just a lot of throws too where I just feel like he gets really heavy footed in the pocket and 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 when he's sitting at the top. But uh yeah. it's a nice little play there by old Preston Zinner, Notre Dame I, player I, every, now, every, right? Every time I see Preston Zinter on offense, Brian, I'm quickly reminded that this kid could have played power five tight end for a team if he wanted yeah. to as well. Yes, like, he absolutely could. <laughs> he absolutely could. No, it's like an H back type of guy, like a Jack yes. Larson type. Yeah, absolutely could. Very absolutely good, could. Yeah, he's a good football player. So this is a guy, Ryan, that uh that Notre Dame fans are going to want to learn a little bit more about and keep an eye on. I hope that they're able to get him on campus at some point in time this summer. Yep. Uh, I am. And just continue to get that, get that process rolling with well, him. Well, Boars at IrishBreakdown.com. You'll know before anybody. So, right. That's right. There's another young man, Ryan, that Notre Dame is, I believe they've been out to see this uh, during this recent open period. And a guy that Notre Dame is also involved in. Uh, there's a couple that we're going to talk about here as we wrap this up. One is Carter Smith from Florida. He's from Fort Myers, Florida, goes to Bishop Verrat High School. I do know that Notre Dame was down there this spring, and I know that Coach Gadouli was down there looking at 2025 quarterbacks. I didn't know who they were at the time. We have a better idea of now who they are, or, and one of them was, uh, was, was Carter Smith, who is a kind of a new name to the board, Ryan, not a guy with yep. an offer. Obviously, they can't talk to these kids face-to-face when they're down there, but they did all their homework, yep. talked to people about him, and obviously let the folks know there to make sure that Carter knew that there was some interest. So not a very highly ranked guy, Ryan. If you look at the rankings for Carter Smith, uh, he's not a guy that that right now is, I think the only one that I looked at was like rivals and they have not even off. They have not even given him a ranking. I don't, I'm going to the on three thing now to see what they have. Up. So it looks like actually on three, on three is a trip. They have so weird, some weird rankings. They have him as the number 19 player in the country. Oh. Two four seven arrivals has him as like a an unranked three star, which is kind of interesting. So we'll we'll, we'll see. They have such <laughs> weird freaking rankings, dude. But let's pull up some Carter Smith film and take a peek at him, Ryan, as as we talk about this. But again, just a new name on the board, a guy that Notre Dame is 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 talking to. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna say anything that because then I'm gonna it's gonna seem like I'm ripping the kid when I'm not. I just think on three has really terrible rankings, but. Nice arm, Ryan. You know, decent yes. athlete. Nice frame. Uh, watched some of his highlights earlier. He's got some skills. He doesn't quite have the arm talent that some of the other quarterbacks that we've looked at have. Yep. But he's got some skill. He's got some skill. There's no doubt. And I, I think it's very important. Again, this is someone that Gino Gadouli has seen in person now at this point. Yeah. So the natural maturation from sophomore to junior 
Sure, he's gotten a little bigger. Maybe his arm has improved a little bit as far as the pure arm strength is concerned. So another kid to keep an eye on in Florida, right, Brian? So that's mm-hmm. a it's a spot that Notre Dame's had very mixed results in, to say the least. So yeah, that's being kind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a nice arm, Ryan. I mean, I like this kid's arm. He's going to keep filling out. Yeah, uh, it's just it's not the hose. That's he's a pocket guy that can move around. It's not yeah. quite the hose that other other kids in the class are, but it says a lot about this class where you're going to have such a big variance of opinion on quarterbacks. Like, see, like this right here. This is an example. This is a nice toss, but he has to. He there's a lot of effort that's going on in this throw, and it's about a forty to forty five yard throw. You know, so yeah. um, but it'll again sophomore. Ryan, yes, sophomore, exactly like that right there. That's about a 45 yard throw. And this guy th- puts everything he has into it. I mean, <laughs> look at him falling down. So the arm isn't quite as powerful, but you know what? It got there and it got there with some zip and it got you ever, there. Where you ever it seen, to be. you ever seen the javelin throwers that they, that they're yeah. the type that would, um, all the momentum would take them off their feet and they would land mm-hmm. on their chest. That's what this kid mm-hmm. is to me. He puts all the momentum into his ball. Yeah. It's, it's he a bad has, he throws a, he throws very well on the run. Ryan too. He's another yes. one that has really nice throw on the run skills and he throws a really nice touch it's on nice like corners and outs and things like that. So, Oh, he's got uh, a score on that. Yeah. Wow. Quality athlete, quality wow. athlete, uh, but more of a pocket guy that can, can scramble a little bit than he is necessarily a runner. But yep. this is a guy to keep an eye on for, for Notre Dame and, and uh, quick release the, though. I like to, yeah. Very like quick and compact. Yep. Yep. Now that's the kind of the, that's the kind of throwing motion I would teach more if I was starting from scratch. That yep. quick, you know, right here, I, I would never teach this that you yeah. see a lot of kids do. Some kids, though, they have no it, like like Trevor Lawrence could not throw the way that Steve Spurrier teaches quarterbacks to throw because he's got such long levers, too yeah. long limb, yeah. exactly, yeah. too long yeah. limb. And 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 but you know but Danny Warfel can do that like a champ because he's a shorter guy, shorter arm guy. Nico uh, is never going to throw that way. Dante right. could because Nico's got Nico's like a small you know Division one small forward basically you know <laughs> lengthwise, yeah. right? Some guys just it, they just got to throw like this kid's not like that. So I like the fact he's got a really quick upper, yes. you know upper pull throwing motion. Uh, it's upper pull, lower pull. It's just kind of how I how I said it. I don't know if that it, it, that's just kind of my thing. I don't know if anybody else actually uses those words, but you'll <laughs> you, you'll see what I'm talking about. So, yeah, he's a he, he's got some skills, Ryan. There's there's another young man. Go ahead. Did you want to say anything else, Ryan? About oh, no, this I was one? just say I was just agreeing with you. Is all okay. Yep. There's another quarterback that we're going to talk about here to to wrap things up. Uh, that that uh, is completely different type of player than what yep. the other guys we've seen. This is a true uh, dual-threat quarterback, and this is a young man by the name of David McComb from Oklahoma. Their name's offered, uh, obviously, some kids from Oklahoma recently. They have a running back that they've offered in the 2024 class, Xavier Robinson. Uh, yep. David McComb, I do not believe, has a Notre Dame offer as of right now, but That's he's definitely a guy that Notre Dame is d- doing their homework on and, and has expressed some interest in. So he's another guy to keep an eye on here, and we're going to watch a little bit of foam, uh, film of David McComb Ryan, and the thing that you'll see is this: this is the kid that I was saying earlier to me is more Avery Johnson than he is Kenny Minchie as a player. Right. You know what right. I mean? He's a bit of a gunslinger, and he's a pretty good athlete, and he's a pretty good runner. He's not the athlete that Avery Johnson was, but yeah. style of play wise, he's much more similar to that than he is some of the drop back guys we've seen in this class. But really live arm for a smaller guy. He's yep. listed as 6'3", 215. I, 
I don't, I mean, I'd have to see a picture. He doesn't look like that on film to me. He does not. But, uh, but, um, but he's got a really live arm and he's a pretty good athlete too, in my opinion. It's a, a little, lo- a little looser mechanically than a couple of the guys that we've yes. talked about. I think it's a little bit that, more. That throw right loosey. there is a perfect example. Watch how fluid this throwing motion is. This is really yes. easy. Bam. Yep. Real quick, really quick. The ball gets out there now. That's not an easy throw from the now, far numbers to the, the back hash. Yeah, yep. that's a far throw. But this kid's a legit runner, Ryan. Yes, he is. He's a legit runner. Yep. And decently developed frame for a kid his age, too, right? Yeah. Like maybe it's not six foot three, but he's got a decently filled yeah. out frame for a kid his age, which is very interesting. And another mm-hmm. kid that has some easy velocity on the ball, right? Like yeah. he doesn't need to put a ton out there to just get it out. Yeah. Which is great. There's a. A lot of kids like this, like that in this class. Like this is a yes. just a really natural fifteen to eighteen yard out cut that he just throws with ease. Yep. Just bam. Just get his ball placement needs a little bit of work relative to some of the other quarterbacks. I was noticing that a little bit, Ryan, but it's not by much. It's not like he's way off. It's just not no. quite as precise as some of those other guys. But I really like his his running ability that he brings to the table. It reminds me, he's not as dynamic of an athlete as Tyler Buckner was, but just running style. Because Tyler's not real, Tyler's more athletic than he is fast. Yeah, uh, and and this kid is not not as dynamic athletically as Tyler is, but he he, he reminds me of some of the things that Tyler could. I love get, this throw get, right gets here. gets to his top speed quickly yeah. more than like second yeah. third gear type of kid. Yeah, Has some shiftiness to him for a, a yeah. thicker built kid because Tyler's a pretty thickly built kid too. He is, but yeah, this kid's like that's a really nice athletic move right there. So he he's an interesting player, Ryan, and definitely so now, another guy to keep an eye on. So now we've talked about kids from Michigan, Tennessee, Florida, Oklahoma. I mean, again, if you want yeah. proof that if you want proof that yeah. Coach Caduli is doing his due diligence, uh, I think there's some proof in the pudding on this one. I'm waiting to see them offer a kid from California, but right now it's uh, the list that we've talked about today: Mississippi, yeah. Tennessee, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Massachusetts, Florida, and Oklahoma. Yeah. So we're waiting on Texas and California to get on the board, but uh <laughs> yeah, there there's a lot of guys. So this what, is no, David McComb. No, no West no West Coast love. No, not me. yet, man. Not yet, it would <laughs> seem. And I know he spent some time out there, so I think he we'll did. we'll see some we'll see that happen here soon enough. But uh yeah, we'll see. But that's David McComb from Memorial High School in Edmond, Oklahoma. So that Ryan is the quarterback breakdown for the 2025 class. <laughs> 